Hey guys, Zina Langandi Nehem. Well, my name's Nehem, but people know me by the name Obre Inda Banda. That's my real name. Welcome to the Abode Church podcast. The Abode Church is a group of house churches made up of believers who are coming together to become people who abide in Jesus. I am your host, Josh Nutri, and I am super excited to be with you today. Brothers and sisters, welcome back to The Abode, Episode 2. This is The Abode Podcast. Last time we got the opportunity to hear from Austin Rumpel and his heart and passion for The Abode and what led him to begin The Abode. This week we're going to be hearing from Neam. Neam began the second Abode location in Malawi, Africa. He and Austin have known each other from a mission trip Austin went on in high school, and they have grown a connection since then, a brotherly love, a partnership in the gospel for the advancement of the kingdom. And so we are going to get to hear from Neam and some of what is going on in Malawi, Africa, as far as the abode is concerned. It's a great opportunity. Y'all are in for a treat. I've gotten to hear and listen to the recordings Neam sent me. Because of some of our issues as far as being across an ocean from each other, being international and technological issues, we weren't able to record this live. So I had to send Neam the questions ahead of time. He recorded his answers. And so that is what y'all are going to be hearing from Neam today is his answers to some of the same questions that I asked to Austin last week with his heart for the abode, his purpose for starting it, what he believes God has placed on his heart to share and his dreams going forward, as well as some of the issues he has faced. I think an incredible thing you're going to hear is the fact that while Neam is in Africa, while he is in a country that looks much different than we do here in the United States, while he is an ocean apart, half the world away, he faces some of the same things that we do. In fact, I would say he faces the same things we do. While it may look different, the advancement of the kingdom and the spreading of the love of God looks the same in the abode of Malawi that it does here in Houston, Texas, and it does in Dallas, Texas. I'm recording this right before we go on our retreat for the abode, and we will be getting away outside of Austin, Texas. It's going to be a great opportunity. But without any further ado, I'm going to dive in and let y'all listen to Neam answer some of my questions about the abode in Malawi. After that, I will come back. I'll recap a little bit of what I got from Neam, and then I'll dive into our Devo before we close our time together. But anyways, guys, I hope y'all are having a blessed week. I hope that this finds you well and continue to abide in Christ as you go forward. So my real name is Obre Inda Banda. But most people know Nehem because, uh, yeah, that's the name that I love. It is the name that I got from Nehemiah. So I just got a short Nehem, but it is from the name Nehemiah. Yeah, so but my full name is Obre Inda Banda. I'm from Malawi, the warm heart of Africa. I love sports. I love soccer. I love volleyball. Yeah, these are the games that I can play better. And of course, I can play other games just for fun. But these ones I can, like volleyball and football, I can really play good, good. <laughs> I enjoy um, meeting new people, talking a lot, uh, talking with people about uh, different things. Yeah, I just love hanging out with new people as well and getting to to know new people. I also enjoy playing with kids. I love kids so much. Uh, I love children. I love young people. I love youth. I love just 
playing with them and yeah, just sharing life uh, well, with them. Yeah, so those are things that I, that I enjoy. Uh, so what I do for a living is, so right now I'm just, I'm into ministry, full-time, mini, uh, full-time in ministry with the board here in Malawi. So what I do is that I do children ministry and and the house church, I think. And um, and there's this th- thing that I call one-on-one. That's what I do. So this is a kind of reach out to people, those people who feel like they can't be part of the house church, uh, just find their own time, like where I can have a Bible study with them. So it's like me and uh, someone, then we talk about God as well. So that's the, what I do. And also, I'm part of the church called Flood Church here in Malawi. So I help at Flood Church in hospitality team. Yeah, so that's the church I go uh, on, 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 on Sundays. So what I do here for the Abode Malawi is that I do... So I kind of lead the, the, the ministry here. But we have a couple of guys who, are, who, who, are, who helps, who come kind of... Who volunteers. We do... As I said already, we do children ministry and we do the house the the, the house church. So well, right now we're kind of working with five districts. Now we were doing like the for the past uh year like last year we were doing with uh four districts, but right now we have added one, and so we are doing with the uh five five districts. So we're trying to reach out to young people kids uh, yeah and also uh, through the house churches we're leech- leeching out to uh, people of all ages so that's what uh, what we do um, so it's just part of the worship and and the bible study and just fellowship is what we do for the for the house church and yeah that's the whole about here in, in Malawi so I got to know Jesus when I was a young kid my mom and my dad let me start with my dad. My dad was born in a Christ, uh, in in a Muslim family, and my mom was born in a Catholic uh, family. But my dad left the Muslim thing when he was young. So by the time he was meeting my mom, he was already a Christian, and my mom was a Catholic church, was a Catholic member. And when they got married, so they used to go to to a Catholic church. When my parents started working with this other missionary, so they were working at uh, at their house, just like cleaners, and uh, my dad used to cook for them. Uh, so this man used to go to a church called African Evangelical Church. And so they could also like spend a week going there and another week uh, a Catholic church. When I was growing up, I was... Uh, you know, like attending all these churches, and I loved much the evangelical church. My mom, my mom was just allowing me that I could be going there like all the time. And in twenty uh, twenty zero eight, my mom sent me to a camp. So I went to a camp. It's called Teen Mission. It was thirty nine days. So I spent the nine days uh, in a camp and where we every day we could hear the word of God. And that was the time that I got into like, uh, the serious, uh, I had a serious encounter with Jesus through uh, through that. Every day we listen to the word of God 
the word of God was convicting me that I wasn't on the right path. I really needed to change a lot of things in, uh, in my life. One of the things that I was change my church and the way I know Jesus. Because I know Jesus as only the Son of God. And that's all. Just the Son of God. And I never seen him as my savior. I've never seen him as my helper, but he was just a son of God and he had nothing to do with me. When I was at the at this camp, a lot of things who Jesus was started living that he is the Messiah. He's all that, you know, started convicting me. So I had to think about it and pray about it. And then after, after some times, I, 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 when I was out from the camp, I, I talked to my mom about it. And, you know, the good thing is, she said, it's your life. You have a choice. You have a choice. So I changed the church. I changed the church. I started going to AEC as, uh, as a member. And then, um, oh, by the way, AEC is African Evangelical Church. And after that, I just enjoyed, I just uh, enjoyed that time, um, the youth and, you know, I have grown closer to Jesus. You know, more of the things that I was doing was uh, um, going a mountain to pray. Uh, I spent, I, I've spent so much time alone in prayer. I don't regret this time. It was a really good time for me. So I could go on the mountain to pray like the whole day, sometimes the whole night talking with Jesus and singing praises just alone. You know, these are the times that I grew closer to God and reading the devotions was really, uh, really a uh, great time. I'm one of the guys that have trusted God a lot in my life. I've passed through a lot of things. When I was a kid, when I was growing, I've seen kind of rejection, people rejecting me. Uh, sometimes even friends, like when I was in primary school, secondary school, you know. But then I trusted God. And in my time of trusting him, that he is my Lord, he is my God. That's the time I have got closer to him. And this is really great. This is really uh, great. So I just enjoy every moment I think about Jesus. Every moment I think about him. He is my God and he is my Messiah. So that's how um, I have grown. Well, the message that God has placed on my heart to share wherever I go is this message of love. Um, I feel like it's a message of love. I have a big testimony about love as well. I have seen God's love in my life a lot. It's... My story about seeing God, God's love in my life is endless. Like, it's everyday, everyday life. When I wake up, we can start talking about what God has shown love in my life throughout the day. Every day, he shows me love. So there was a time where I sat down, you know, just thinking randomly. And then one thing that showed my, my mind was like, how did I come to know Jesus? So I was asking myself that question. And then I got him to say, all right, um, I think you got to know me because 
I love you. I love you. That's why you got to know me and show that love to others. Let other people know me. Let other people know me. And that's how you can show them love. I was like, okay, so the only way that I can show love to other people, not the only way, but the other way that I can show love to other people is through sharing the gospel with them. So I started show, uh, like showing this love with other people by sharing the word of God. And then I felt like, okay, maybe this is, this is not, not, not enough. And one of the verses that encouraged me to do this is even the uh, Matthew 28 about the Great Commission. Let me read. Let me uh, let me read. Uh, I have the Bible. Matthew twenty-eight verse. Okay, seven. I'm gonna start with seven B. So it says, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you." And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the urge. You know, this is one of the great commissions that God gave to his disciples. And so we are his disciples. It wasn't just Peter and uh, John, but we are also his disciples. So I thought, wow, I think God is calling me to share his love by sharing the gospel with other people. Like, I should go out and share his love. You know, that I could go and share his love to the world. So that's a message that God has given me. You know, when I was a kid, I I, I memorized this uh, verse, John 3, verse 16. We say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, like, I just memorized that one, and it was just, you know, I could just sing sometimes about the verse, but I really couldn't get what it meant. And after some time, I saw is that God showed us love. God showed us love, and it's the same love that I have to share with other people um, in the world. So when I was about to finish my, my studies at the college, I was studying theology, by the way. So when I was about to finish, I got into a conversation with Austin. What's my plan? Austin Rompel has been uh, the guy supporting my college, by the way, who is the founder of their boat. So we got into the conversation, like what I'm going to go next. But by that time, I wasn't sure. But I really wanted to be in the ministry because that's where God has called me to be. Yeah, we talked about it, and yeah, he so he, he talked to me like he told me what he's doing about the abode in states, and I was like, "Wow, that sounds cool! I wish if we could do that here in Malawi as well." I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm finishing my studies in December. What if when I go home, I host a house church and maybe study the Bible study and and worship thing." So he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can do that. That would be awesome. So you can lead the abode day in Malawi. So I was like, cool. And yeah, I prayed about it as well. And boom, we started.
so we started December 2017 and now uh, 20, uh, 2019, but God has been uh, awesome. So let me say it has been a call as well and through even uh, Austin Wampel. Well, the challenges that we have first here in Malawi, they cover up them, but I'm, I'm just going to share the biggest two challenges. So the first challenge is, uh, I would say, this is a financial uh, challenge. So Austin Wampel and Anna, these are the guys who support the board in Malawi and they work hard to support us here but then you know like here myself I don't I don't do anything to earn money and so these guys they're the ones who support me as well so they support the ministry and myself as well and it has been not easy for us like for every activity that I want to carry on to happen because we found out that uh, we had little money and we couldn't do some of the things so this has been a challenge for us and we have been wanting to do a couple of things but didn't work because of financial support but otherwise uh, we were able to do some of the things and another challenge is well let me say readers challenge to find out some people they come in and they leave yeah that has been a challenge for me as as a reader um some of the people could come and start doing life with us and start leading as well but then after some times they leave because they find something to do well because of this thing like they they just come and volunteer uh, like maybe in the children ministry uh doing all that outreach but then they don't get anything like money so you know at the end they find something to do well that can help them to get some money and they just left so that has been a challenge for me uh, you know, like, cause what, what I wanted is this to be, uh, well established, you know, like to have people who we're going to work with and, uh, stay just to nurture them, the, them and also just make it grow, you know, not people come in and leave, come in and, and leave. So yeah, that has been a challenge for me as well. But otherwise, yeah, God has been great. God has been um gracious you know we had some plans like maybe to reach out to a couple of places and people has be, have been inviting us to go but we're not able to go because sometimes of transportation and uh yeah i've been wanting to we've been wanting to get a car from from last year about uh, that we, we couldn't well, we couldn't do but then well, we are trusting god but maybe this year we we, we are going to be able to uh, to, uh, to get it well, um, my hope for their board is that it's going to be a ministry that is, is going to be loved by God. I know right now it's a ministry that God loves, but I don't want this just to be um, here from the beginning. But even uh, as we grow, it's going to be a ministry that God is going uh, to love. And this ministry is going to do what? like why it was started and that's to abide um in his word as well in the coming months um well for their board here in malawi i would love to maybe uh, five uh serious house churches because right now like we have uh okay we have a couple of house churches but the ones that are serious are just like two which are non-stop they never stop so every week these house churches they meet but the others like they start and stop start and stop 
So maybe they can meet once a month or uh, twice a month, uh, all that kind of thing. But honestly, uh, a community of uh, believers, which I mean, that is going to be meeting like every week. And that's my hope. And yeah, in the in five years, uh, I would love to see the Abode Malawi maybe being found in the in the central part of Malawi. Uh, Malawi is not that Malawi is not that big. It's a small country. I think it is just it can be compared just to Texas. Yeah, so Texas is equal to Malawi. I wanna be found in uh, in the old districts in the central part of Malawi. Yeah, in in five years and so in five years was also a vision of uh, uh, building a worship center and a campsite for for children. Uh, when they, in a campsite, uh, for children is that uh, so the aim is that uh, sometimes will be taking the children to the camp, whereby they're gonna have a different um environment, uh, whereby they're gonna be able to hear God's word and uh let them respond as well. So it's a time where they're gonna maybe. They're gonna stay away from their parents, uh, relatives, with friends, and also with the people who are going to be uh, sharing God's word with them. Uh, so that's uh, that's the aim of the of the campsite. And another thing is uh, about the worship center. So we have a uh, we have dreams about uh, building a worship center whereby um, during the weeks, people, young people, can come and worship. Uh, and worship God uh, as well. So praying for this, and these are the plans that, yeah, the things that would love to see in five years. Those are the big dream that we have. So the deal is just to make is to make this as um, as an organization. So as an organization, we want to put uh, in order and maybe have a couple of uh, staffs. Uh, want to have people who are gonna be uh, uh working to make things happening, in and, and 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 all that. So that's that's the dream that um we have here in the abode, and we're trusting God that God is gonna work in that. Zikomukambili, thank you so much. Wow, guys, was that not incredible getting to hear from Nehem? Lord, thank you for giving us the opportunity to be connected and fellowship through the blood of Jesus Christ across an ocean, across the world, Lord God. Guys, what blows my mind, I think, most of all about this is as I listened to the answers that Nehem gave to the questions I sent him and listening back on my conversation and remembering my conversation with Austin, it's so awesome to see that while we are in completely different areas, completely different cultures, completely different everything, it seems, we have so much more in common than we have different and that is in the blood of Jesus Christ and in his love for each of us. Man, this is one of the things I was so excited about for this podcast is to get to hear what God is doing in the abode around the world. And it's so cool to hear that the same issues that they're facing in Malawi are the same kinds of things we face here. But yet the same success that they are having in Malawi 
the success that Nehemiah's able to find leading in Malawi through all these different ministries he's running, right? You heard him say five different districts of the abode. Some of them are a bit more here and there and spotty, but two of them are weekly. And he's also working in this children's ministry. Guys, and what is it that's being so successful there and what's working there and allowing them to continue ministering there is the same thing that is allowing Austin to start and to lead this abode here in Houston, Texas, guys. And that is simply the love of Jesus Christ and abiding in him daily. So as we look back on what we learned and heard about from Nehemiah in his life and hearing about what God is doing in the abode there, let us now turn our attention, guys, and I'm going to be talking about what it means for us to be the abode and to abide in Christ. So today for my Devo, I wanted to go over what it means to be the abode to look at this question of what it means for us to be abiding. So to begin with, I'm going to read from John 15, the passage where we get the name, the abode from. And I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version or the NRSV. That's my translation of choice. It's not the end of the world, which one you choose from. But just so you know, if you're trying to look up and see what it was that I said, mine is the NRSV translation. It reads, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Now abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and it withers. Such branches are gathered and they are thrown to the fire and burned. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask of whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and that you become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abiding in my love, if you have kept my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept the Father's commandments and I abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. That is the word of the Lord. So guys, to abide in Christ is so critical for all believers. And I found four things for us that it means for those of us to be abiding in Christ, for us to be the abode. There's four things that it requires of us. First off, it requires connection. To abide literally means to remain in. It's an agricultural term, and that's why Jesus says he's the vine and we're only branches. For us to abide in him it means that we remain connected to him. We cannot abide without being connected to a source of power, but too often we mistake our activity with our identity. We mistake the things that we're doing for who we are, but it's important for us to remember who we are and whose that we are. The roots in our lives determine the fruit of our lives. Like Jesus says, all that abide in him will bear fruit. We'll get to this more in a bit, but I think that something we need to remember is to be connected is a physical thing. It's us literally abiding inside of him. Yet so often 
we are trying to make these fruits to be seen by other people. Like I said, remember, we mistake our activity with our identity. So we're running around and we're trying to let other people see these fruits. And it's like we're like taping apples onto our branches. And sometimes from a distance, it looks like these fruits are legitimate. But when you get up close, the thing that's connecting it isn't real. It's not actually connected. It is false. And so it's critical. It is crucial for us to be connected to Christ. That is what it means to abide first and foremost. To go with that, secondly, it requires dependence. See, if we abide in him, he will abide in us through his Holy Spirit. But we are fully dependent on him, not the other way around. Jesus needs nothing of us, but we need everything of him. It's crucial for us, for our lives, and for the things that we need to be abiding in Christ. We are fully dependent on him and being connected to him in our lives. Which brings us to possibly the biggest thing, the thing that I could talk about the most, is being connected and the third aspect of growth. I think these, this first and this third thing that I'm discussing are the two most important because growth is critical for us to be able to tell that we are abiding in Christ. Like he says, every branch that is connected to him, him, the vine, the vine grower, everyone who's connected to him will bear fruit. And so we have to look at those areas of our life and identify our fruits. Like I mentioned before, our fruit is not our identity, but our identity produces these fruits in our life. True growth only comes from abiding. We can tape on these fruits to our branches and make it look like they're there. But true growth only comes through being connected and abiding in Christ daily. These results, these fruits are results of the roots that we grow of our faith and not the other way around. You see, we don't, we don't show these fruits and do these things so that our roots may grow and that we may have the opportunity to abide in Christ. But instead, through simply abiding in him and sinking our roots down in Christ, we are able to weather these storms and the fruits produce in our lives to show of our faith. Jesus says that you'll know a tree by its fruit, right? And that's so crucial here is that I can't tell you for sure your faith between you and God, but I can tell you the fruit that is seen in it. And it's so important for us not to be judgmental, but to part of loving and building each other up is to point out the growth in each other. It is to praise each other publicly and criticize, not judgmentally, but for the sake of growth privately. It's being able to pull each other aside and say, you know, buddy, I know that you love Christ. And I know where your heart is, but the fruits that I'm seeing right now are not fruits of the Spirit. They're not fruits of abiding in Christ. So we need to check and make sure that some of our roots aren't going astray and being rooted in other things. Because here's the thing, the fruits that grow in our lives are a result of the roots that we have in our lives. And where we are rooting ourselves is where we are going to be producing fruit. Similar to the parable of the sower, but to, to steal that analogy and go a little bit differently, if I'm sowing seeds of anger and bitterness and resentment, the fruits that I'm going to grow are those same things. But if I'm sowing seeds of love, abiding in Christ and letting those seeds be what 
dwell and fall into the soil of my life, then that is going to be the growth of my life. When we abide in him, that is where we see this process that we call sanctification. It's growing in the image of Christ. It is the Holy Spirit working in us, conforming us to his image. We see that when we are abiding in him. That is how we are made into the image of Christ, where Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. We can't do that on our own, and chances are we never will on this earth. But I can promise you that when you're abiding in Christ, you will see yourself begin to show those fruits. You will begin to see a change in your life. We can't do it apart from him. And it'll never be made complete until the day that we see him again, right? As 1 Corinthians 13, right now we see like in a mirror dimly, but then we'll see in full when we see him again. But that mirror, that fog begins to become a little clearer as we abide in Christ. Finally, to abide in Christ is a continuing, ongoing thing in our lives. The Greek word for abide literally means to remain in or to continue in. It's an ongoing thing. It's to abide in Christ daily. There's a number of different ways we abide in him through prayer, through reading the Bible, through fellowship. <clears throat> I'm sitting here right now looking at the pamphlet for our retreat this weekend, abiding at the fireside, through fellowship, through retreats, through getting away and just spending time alone with Christ. These are the ways that we abide in Him. It's through remaining connected to Him, maintaining our dependence on Him, that produces the growth that we find only through abiding in Him. And it's a continuing, ongoing thing till the day that we see Him again. To abide literally means to remain in. It's these roots that we grow down in Christ to stand tall. And I can promise you that there will be storms and there will be trials and hard times in this life. And the depth of our roots is what establishes us for those times. The depths of the relationships that we seek to have with other believers and with Christ will be determined by the depths of the roots that take place in our own life. So let your roots sink down into Christ. Abide in him be established in him, take root in him, and see the results of what happens when you do. Because I can tell you, this is what we look back on and we say, it was worth it. That persecution, those hard times that we faced, it was worth it. Because I know through abiding in him, the sweetness and the enjoyment and the pleasures that I receive of being in Christ, the love that I feel, the connection, the words of affirmation and love that he speaks over me come when we abide in him. That's when we hear them the most clearly. So go, abide in Christ, abide this weekend at the fireside. I hope to see you there. If I've not met you, I look forward to it. I enjoy our time together, guys. As we come to an end, let me close this in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for letting us be able to abide in you, for being the vine, God, for being the vine grower that allows us to abide in you and that produces these things in our life, God. We pray that we can maintain connection and dependence to and in you, God, that we can see the growth in our lives of being connected to you, of abiding in you, God, and that we can continue that, that you can continue abiding in us until the day that you call us home, Lord God. As we go through this week, Lord God, continue to shower us in your love and let us continue 
to give thanks to you and to glorify you in all that we do, pointing as lights to you in a dark world. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in the power of Jesus Christ's name that we pray. Amen. May God bless you. Mulungu akudalitseni. Friends, brothers, and sisters, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Go in the power of Christ and in the power of his spirit. Continue to abide in him and have a blessed week.